Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Hello. Welcome to another episode of Shocking Laura Tawdry, A History of American Scandal. This I'm is Mark the podcast Parker. where... <laughs> <laughs> I forgot we have an intro now. I know, me Sorry. too. No. Anyway, nope, we're great. Don't <laughs> say it. Actually, oh, I can edit this out. I don't can, have it memorized. We can do it for real. I don't know. I I'll don't do know it. what it is. I'll do it. Let's, let's do it. But again. I'm supposed to do it because it's your week. What is, what is um, it? The podcast where we recount the uh, forgot the scandals that America forgot. Yeah. Wait, let's just do all of it over again. I'm going to do the intro music again. <laughs> okay. Did you find it? Scandals that everyone forgot. Okay. Okay. Okay, you found it? Well, sure. Okay, we're going to restart. Hello. Hello. Welcome to another episode of Shocking, Lurid, Tawdry, A History of American Scandal, the podcast where we recount the scandals that everyone forgot. (laughs) That's so close. (laughs) Here Um, we are. Guys, we're sorry. Sorry. That was all all me. I wasn't composed. Nope. You know what? I probably forgot that we had an intro. So hello, I'm Mark Piper. Hi, I'm Casey Howe. Welcome back. Uh, I'm oh, delighted oh to goodness. be here with you again. We're seeing so much of each other this week. Record, we record, are. record. Record, record, record. It's just, it's just, I don't, I, I don't, I don't even know what to say. We're just really, we're really getting after the podcast this week. Really I, getting know, after it. Something weird is happening with me. But we really took some time off. We you did. don't know that. Listeners don't know that because we I know. Uh, we really <laughs> backlogged a lot of episodes. We did. We did. But we we took some time off and then now we're we're I think we're sort of caught up so now we need to catch back up. <laughs> yeah. So uh a little bit. whatever. But you know what? We're now busy. we're not going to have situations where we're talking about something that happened in April and then That's the episode point. airs in August. <laughs> They're like, what are they talking about? Spring? It's fall. What happened? Although today yeah. is a real spring-like day here in New York it City is. in October. It is. It's really quite warm. I mean, I've spent most of it inside, but, you know, I hear that it's quite warm. So I'm excited about that. I have a, oh, a dinner reservation later, so I'm going to um, gonna have to venture out. I don't know what I'm going to wear. Oh, my goodness. <sighs> I know. It's one, of those, it's one of those times where, like, you're all ready for sweater weather, and then it's like, oh, and today is going to be 90 degrees. So enjoy that. Yeah. Yeah. And you know what? I will. Because that's all I want. I just want to be hot. That's right. I know. 
You like that. The cold does not suit you. It upsets you. The cold did bother me anyway. That's a frozen <laughs> joke. I'm sorry. I, as soon as I said it, I regretted it. I apologize for that. Uh, I like and, it. Unfortunately for all of you, it's my week. So you're going to get a lot of that today. A lot of I'm dad excited. jokes. Ooh, you're in a dad joke mood. I like that. Uh, I like yeah. that. Mm-hmm. Okay. We'll see how it goes. I'm into it. I'm but into for it. those of you watching on YouTube, yes, magic hour just hit. That's why I look <laughs> beautiful. I know you do. It's a lovely color. It's a lovely color. Thank you. I'm I can excited. only record between certain hours. And after that, <laughs> it's every man for himself. That's right. We lose you to the darkness. <laughs> you, in so many ways. Yes, that is so true. On many, many levels. Many, many levels. Yes. But um, I am excited for your scandal today, Mark. Well, I'm excited to tell you because this is oh, one okay. that's been on my list for a while and Ooh. it tangentially touches on the scandal in our very first episode that I mentioned as Ooh. the one that got me interested in scandals to begin with. Ah, fun. Okay. So I like it. today I would like okay. to tell you the story of Truman Capote, Ooh. his swans, and the publication in Esquire magazine in November 1975 of his short story, La Cote Basque, one of the chapters of his unfinished novel, Answered Prayers. Ooh, okay. I'm ready. Here we go. The only so, words I understood when that were Truman Capote and Swan. Okay, here we go. <laughs> and really, that's all you need to know. I'm going to explain the rest. I know, I know. Okay. So there are two Truman Capotes. There is the literary genius who created Breakfast at Tiffany's and In Cold Blood. And then there is the later Truman Capote, uh, where he's a Studio 54 stalwart who's doing boozy interviews on talk shows in a giant caftan and a sad hat. Right. Okay. Okay. Got it. So the publication of Le Cote Basque in 1975 is the precipice from which he goes from literary genius to campy joke. Okay. Got it. Because... What happened is, well, he wrote in Cold Blood, huge success. And two movies, Infamous and Capote, deal with the writing and publication of In Cold Blood, and they both kind of end with him going, what next? And Answered Prayers was supposed to be next. Answered Prayers was Truman Capote's version of uh, In Search of Time, Proust's uh, multi-volume series. Mm -hmm. He had spent years hobnobbing with society. So all okay. of the fabulous mid-century socialites, uh, Babe Paley, the most beautiful woman, the, the best-dressed woman in the world, Slim Keith, who was Hollywood royalty and then became mm-hmm. a fixture in society in New York, uh, Lee Radzowell, Jackie O a little bit, sure, Gloria Guinness, all mm-hmm. of these beautiful, glamorous, fabulous women were entranced by Truman because he was one of the most charming men who ever lived. Mm, he had interesting. voice. Okay. He was teeny tiny. They confided in him. They had lunches. Mm-hmm. They t- took him everywhere. They told him everything. And they thought because they were such close friends that he he would exempt them from his bitchy gossip. Oh, got it. Okay. So was this going to be his like big tell-all? Kind of. Okay. It was kind of his expose of the last gasp of New York society before the jet set and eventually what Studio 54 turned society into. Okay, okay. So he's working on answer prayers in fits and starts. Uh, he has a lot of writer. There are a lot of issues at play with Capote after answer prayers. Both of those movies I mentioned earlier get into those. Uh, 
allegedly people are still convinced that he finished answered prayers and it is sitting in a somewhere on a shelf in a safety deposit box waiting to be discovered. Mm. Uh, many people close to him dispute this and say that, no, there's no way that Capote at that time could have had the mental wherewithal to finish. Oh, okay. This. Okay. Got it. Okay. Uh, alcohol and drugs became uh, the new version of the society ladies that he spent a lot of time with. <laughs> new best friends, but they so, weren't such good friends, just like Monica Lewinsky. Yes, there are a lot of <laughs> echoes of Linda Tripp and Monica here. Uh, so Truman is kind of writing chapters, and after In Cold Blood and The Wild Success and the media fame, that was not enough for him anymore. Okay. So he decided to start publishing chapters as standalones. So hmm. one was published in Esquire, Mojave, which is a great short story. Uh, it's not included in the eventually published form of Answer Prayers. Huh. Uh, it is included in, I think, his book. Uh, oh, Music for Chameleons, I think okay. is what it's called. Uh, it's great. It's a fabulous short story. The second one was La Cote Basque, which is based on the famous New York City restaurant of the same name, which I believe is now the uh, the Polo Room, Ralph Lauren's restaurant. Okay. In the 50s, which is yep. delicious, by the way. Okay. Fun fact. Uh, so he decides to- This episode to, brought to you by the Polo Room. On honestly, <laughs> I wouldn't go back. They have fried olives as hors d'oeuvres. You know that that Ooh, always gets me. I know. I know. Anything fried and pickled. That's the way to his heart. I love a fried savory. I yeah. really do. <laughs> okay. So Mojave appeared with a little comment, but Lakote Basque came out in November 1975, and that made a splash and destroyed his reputation. Because in it, he proved what Joan Didion had written uh, earlier in Slouching Towards Bethlehem, which is writers are always selling someone out. Mm. And in Truman's Got case, it. the people he was selling out were ostensibly his closest friends. Got it. Including his, the woman he called his best friend in the world, Babe mm -hmm. Paley. Around my household, we call that pulling a Hemingway. Okay. Oh, hey. <laughs> uh, poor Zelda. I know. Oh, so when the, story, when the story premieres, everyone in his life is shocked. Not just the women that he writes about. His friends, his advisors, they are shocked at his goal. Wow. They are shocked okay. that he's exposing their intimate stories in this way. Uh, he called Slim Keith one day after it was published, and she said, who is this? And he said, it's True. And she said, who? True. Oh, yes. I used to have a friend named True. He's dead now. <gasps> Ooh. I mean, I like it. all okay. of New York society cut him dead. They, wow. They circled the wagons. He was persona non grata throughout New York society. Uh, never mind that this is what he does. This is what writers do. This is very bad art friend. If you've read that New York Times Magazine story, I know I keep bringing it up. It's really no. good. Please read it. Uh, it's what he did it in Cold Blood. He went in and x-rayed all of those people in Holcomb, the killers, certainly to the detriment of his own mental stability. Mm. And now he's doing it with the rich and famous. And they were furious. But the seeds of that outre promotion were always there. He first made a splash mm -hmm. with his first novel, Other Voices, Other Rooms, not because of the book so much as the very famous author photo that graced the back of the dust jacket. Uh, in it, he's reclining, he's looking at the camera, and he is so, it is so sexual mm. that it's 
for the era is shocking. And I'm pulling it up on my phone right now. Okay, I was just going to say, I'm going to pull it up on my phone. What was the book title? Uh, Other Voices, Other Rooms. But this is, this is it. Okay. Nope. Uh, I'm so sorry that you're... No! I meant to pull this up earlier, and then I got distracted by a billion other things. (laughs) Uh, Oh, I I got it. I got it. So this is... Yeah. Very, like little boy yeah like yeah yes so apparently the photographer was passing a store window on fifth avenue where random house had blown up this photo and put it in the window and he overheard two middle-aged women looking at it and discussing it and one said i'm telling you he's just young and the other woman said and i'm telling you if he isn't young he's dangerous what does that mean homosexual oh okay Shh. yeah the hand placement is weird yeah there's there's yeah. a lot happening in that photo a lot of undertones he oh, claimed undertones. that it was just a candid photo that he didn't know was being taken but he fully staged it and fanned okay. the flames of that promotion got so it got it got it got it by the time lookout basque is published he's no longer young but he's still dangerous and i think okay. a lot of people forgot that he was dangerous so the most okay. the most damning aspect of Lakota Basque has always been the story that he told about Babe Paley's husband, Bill Paley, who CBS Paley Center for Media. Yep. Uh, he was a very famous philanderer. He apparently had an affair with a woman who got her period during sex in his marital bed, and she left, and he saw the bloodstained sheets and had to hand wash them. Okay. On his hands and knees. And okay. this is told, uh, a character tells the story in Lakota Basque. And everyone within their circle immediately knew because they all knew this story. Uh, apparently, Babe called up Slim Keith and asked who it could be about. And Slim did not have the energy to explain to Babe that it was about her husband. <gasps> oh, no. Okay. She might have figured it out because she never spoke to True again. Like, she, May Paley and Trina Capote never spoke after the publication of this story. Wow. Okay. But that is not the thing that I want to talk about. And part of the scandal is, of course, the publication of this salacious story, which is actually really great. It's such a great uh, portraiture of this era, of these people, of the way that they spoke about one another, about the Mm. society mores. Like, there's so much going on in this story that ended up it was reduced to well this is just dirty gossip but as we now know that's um what literature is yeah (laughs) Uh, so that is all that is kind of the lasting legacy of the publication of this short story and there's an entire book the swans of fifth avenue by melanie benjamin which is great about kind of this whole thing that's not the aspect of liquid mask that i want to discuss I want okay. to discuss the uh, the chap the bits of the chapter about Anne Hopkins, okay, who is based on the real life Anne Woodward, who okay. shot and killed her husband, thinking he was an intruder. Ooh, oops! That's now not, that crazy. is a scandal unto itself. However, yes. it is a true crime scandal, so we will not be covering it. Uh, I highly recommend picking up a copy of Crazy Thing Called Love about uh, their marriage, about the murder, about the fallout. Wow. Okay. Uh, 
So kind of the consensus was she got away with it because okay. as one wag noted, I don't know any intruder who's stark naked. Yeah, her husband was that completely is weird. naked when she <gasps> shot him. That is weird. All and right. Earlier at dinner, she had like made a big thing about there were intruders spotted around and she was very nervous. And in retrospect, it seemed like she was laying the groundwork for an alibi. Right. Premed but yeah, but she because was premeditated. She was, a yeah. she was a nobody from the Midwest. She married into this high society family. And okay. her mother-in-law, Elsie Woodward, Elsie Woodward, was big, big, big in society. And everybody worshipped mm -hmm. her. And mm -hmm. so with under her wing, they all covered it up. Like, it was not Got discussed. It. Nobody really acknowledged it. She didn't want any more scandal for her two grandchildren and sure. sons. So it was an accident. Poor Mr. Woodward. Yes. Yeah. And okay. they all gossiped, but publicly no one broke That up. was the... Right. Okay. Now, what's interesting is, and this really gets lost in the telling of this, of the publication of this story. Anne and Truman Capote had run into each other years before in Biarritz after the mm -hmm. shooting, where mm -hmm. someone said to Anne, oh, Truman Capote is here. And she looked around and said, where is that faggot? Oh, dear. And he okay. happened to be standing nearby and overheard her. <laughs> and the next night, he saw her again at the bar, and he looked at her, pointed a finger gun at her, and said, bang, bang. <gasps> Um, to all the youths, that is what was called the original troll. That's a little trolling, but in yeah. real life, you had to do yeah. it to their face. Yeah. 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 So That's he, hardcore. Like. <laughs> he was fascinated by Anne and by the whole story. And mm -hmm. it, someone said it was like putting a dime in the jukebox. If you said her name to him, he would just go off on this entire story about wow. like, okay. what he thinks happened, like the motive, like why mm -hmm. she chose to do it. Endless dinner party circuits. Okay. <laughs> and then he puts her in the short story. And she finds out in advance that she's going to appear uh, as a murderess in the upcoming story. Okay. And he's not going to leave anything for doubt or yeah. not pull any punches. He's like, going with his he's going to He's going to put forth his version of what happened. Yeah. And people are going to accept it as fact and read between sure. the lines. And sure. so she finds out the issue hits newsstands October 25th. And she makes plans to be in Africa oh, to okay. avoid publication. Sure, sure. Um, instead, she kills herself. <gasps> oh my gosh. And <gasps> she spends a day going in the day before her death, going into churches with a friend. And later the friend is talking to Truman Capote and he's just grilling her on Anne's last day. Like what she was doing, what happened. Does never never asks if she read the short story, which uh, I've read some things where she might have gotten an advanced copy. She might have mm -hmm. known. It's unclear what she read, what she knew. Mm -hmm. But he never really discussed that fallout. And it's right. now the thing of... It's secondary to this bigger scandal where he lost his friends. Got it. Okay. Okay. Which Got it. Might she also, killed herself. Which might also be because ah. uh, her mother-in-law allegedly said, well, that's that. She shot my son and Truman just murdered her. And so now I suppose we don't have to worry about that anymore. <gasps> oh, oh my gosh. But that was amazing the, quote. Yeah. That was basically <laughs> the end of Capote too. Like oh once he gosh. lost his friends, 
it was just a downward spiral of booze yeah. and drugs and fluctuating weight and facelifts and really uh, bad idea talk show appearances, endless feuds. And he eventually died nine years later. Okay. Uh, in the home of Joanne Carson, Johnny's ex-wife. Oh my gosh. Okay. Yeah, which is a whole other story. Like we'll get into that <laughs> sometime else. <laughs> Uh, and Truman, Truman's going to be, you're saying that Truman Capote is going to be a re recurring character probably. on the series. Yeah, probably. <laughs> but okay. what, and here's the thing that is the cherry on top for me and why mm -hmm. I really wanted to tell this story. So Answer Prayers eventually comes out and is published in its abbreviated form. And it's great. I really love Answer Prayers. Mm -hmm. uh, but Dominic Dunn, another profiler of high society who does not pull any punches, mm -hmm wrote the book, The Two Mrs. Grinvilles, which is about a fey gay author who writes a book about a woman who got away with murdering her husband, who then kills herself. <laughs> That's so meta. <laughs> yes. Yes. And it's a great book. Oh my gosh. Uh, it really digs into his total refusal to deal with the repercussions of mm -hmm. exposing, like turning the story into fiction and publishing right, and it. using these people. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, it was also made into a great miniseries with Anne Margaret and Claudette Colbert and Stephen Collins. Oh, okay. Fun. Which I bought on DVD because I'm a completist, if nothing else. Naturally. Uh, and so now all we talk about is, and there's even a new book called, uh, Capote's Women, uh, which is okay. a not great book. Uh, it's a little mm -hmm. bit misogynistic in its treatment of these women, uh, mm -hmm. painting them as very uh, money hungry and calculating. Mm, kind of no more on. than no more than men of the era. Yeah. Am I right? Yeah. But the the uh, the takeaway from all of this is Truman Capote published a story that told. Uh, truths about his friends, lost his friends, and then fell into a downward, downward, downward spiral of self-destruction. Mm -hmm. And Anne Woodward and... is somehow collateral damage in that story, if she's mentioned at all. Wow. Yeah. But that's absolutely why she killed herself. I mean, oh, yes. she couldn't get away, get away from this. Like she yes. just, yeah. <gasps> that's crazy. Okay. Yeah. So, I highly recommend homework, read Answered Prayers, read Bad okay. Heart Friend in the New York Times Magazine, okay. and <laughs> read Two Mrs. Grenvilles, and then also read Dominic Dunn's other books, because they are very juicy, they're very smart, and they're okay. usually based on real people, so it's fun. And he covered the O.J. Simpson trial a lot, and there's a lot of really great oh, reportage okay. from that trial as well by him. Interesting. Okay. Wow, yeah, it's it's... That whenever the scan, whenever scandals get like overshadowed by other scandals, I always think that that's so unique, you know, like it's just, and such a tragedy, especially when this woman lost her life and because he wrote this short story and, and then it's like, oh, but he lost all his friends. Well, and it's like, wait a second, we lost, we missed something here, you know? And look, there's an entire conversation to be had about what did he owe and Woodward and was it morally right or wrong to include that story in his, in his short sure. story. Uh, but the fact that 
that's the much bigger scandal of the publication of the short story. Absolutely. Absolutely. But yet we remember it as, yeah, as what happened to the, oh, but what happened to poor Truman Capote? You know? Well, like it's, I mean, it's a man's world. (laughs) 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 Yeah, that's so interesting. Think about all the scandals that died on the vine because 9-11 happened and overshadowed everything, like Chandra Levy. Exactly. Yep. There was there was no space, rightly yes. so. There was no space yes. to continue yes. talking about that. Right. But right. there are all these tidbits that mm-hmm. kind of get under, uh, swept under the rug, which, again, is exactly why we have this podcast, to talk yeah. about the things yeah. that nobody really remembers, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. that we find riveting. And I find, yeah. in particular, uh, the entire thing about N. Woodward. Uh, and so in the short story, Truman uh, writes that her husband had found out that she was never uh, fully divorced from her first husband. And so she was a bigamist. Their marriage was null and void and he wouldn't have to pay her alimony to divorce her. Oh, so that's, that's the motive that he assigns. Yes. Got it. Interesting. Which when you're kind of a white trash from the Midwest and you marry into high society, people are probably already suspicious of you. Yeah. Uh, they definitely were of Anne. She did not really win any friends. And so people were more than willing to believe that this is what really happened. Wow. Oh, oh my goodness. And that's which, uh, you know, if it did, fine. But also if it did, what what point are you making? Yeah. Like she wasn't if she wasn't pro like what point are you making? It's just to drag her through the mud more. Yeah. Like it's over, you know? And it's interesting because people have said that public, the, the short story, people in their circle would recognize Slim Keith, would recognize Babe Paley. Uh, sure. But people reading around the rest of the country might not recognize these people. Sure. Those right. people though would probably recognize Ann Woodward because it was a, like, it was a huge deal that right. she shot a naked man and said it, she thought it was an intruder and it was her husband. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, my gosh. So Ugh. that is the story of Truma Capote, his swans, <laughs> Lakote Bass, and Anne Woodward. So the swans are his ladies. His lady That's friends. what he called his beautiful glamorous. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. My swans. I love yeah. it. All right. Oh. Well, you know, I have, I have my peafowl and he had his swans. That's true. <laughs> Oh, that's true. I do like the new newsletter format. For anyone out there, you can subscribe to Mark's um, occasional monthly, sometimes weekly, every other month, sometimes yearly uh, newsletter that he sends out. Yeah, I have a newsletter. It's called Peacock Living. Uh, Let me know if Uh you want to read it and I'll add you to the list. And also, while we're here, uh, check out my debut novel, Jagged Sophistication, set in (gasps) 1930s New York and LA, uh, which is full of tawdry goings on. Ooh, yes. And... Oh, yeah. And the other thing is in this podcast. I keep forgetting to tell people about it. <laughs> but do um, do subscribe. Do follow us. Do leave a review. Um, we like all reviews. Any Even review. a one star. We're Even still chortling over our one star review that called us the loud, annoying people you sit behind on a bus. Uh, and I said, thank you. Thank you. Thank you for seeing me. Yes. Oh, I really want to reach out and be like, oh, I feel so heard. 
Thank you. I want to reach out and tell them about uh, <laughs> turning down the volume if it's loud. That's just me. That's on them. Yeah, you got, everyone, please know that you do have control over the volume of your devices. And you should yeah. know that already, but we will you give should, you that piece of advice for free. We're full of we're full of PSAs, so you know that's what we're here for. Until anyway. next time. Oh wait, um, I'm gonna go. Oh, sorry. With, um, yeah, well, I'm already messed up the intro of this episode. <laughs> <laughs> they're gonna be like, I don't believe them that they recorded this recently. They look like they're a mess. We're just tired. No, um, oh, we're just tired. Um, the I have to go with shocking. I think the suicide made me gasp. And so I think I have to go with shock. I would go with tawdry because no okay. one comes out looking great. That's fair. Yes. For the piece. I think you're right. That's good. I like it. Okay. Those are our ratings. There you have Join it. Join us folks. next time. <laughs>